When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. In Arizona, Mississippi, and in Florida, Black, Hispanic, and Native Americans are still being disproportionately infected, hospitalized, and killed by the virus. In other parts of the country, like California, 70% of all coronavirus-related deaths within the 18 to 49 demographic are Latinos, despite making up just 43% of the population. As the United States reaches 4 million coronavirus cases, more data is now becoming available about how the coronavirus affects different groups of people. The more data we see, the clearer it becomes that racial and ethnic minorities are the ones hurting the most. We've talked before about COVID-19's impact on Black Americans. Well, today, I want to focus on this country's Hispanic and Latino population. It is the largest minority group in the United States and is heavily concentrated in states like Texas, Florida, and California, which happens to be where the pandemic has been raging in recent weeks. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have found that Hispanic and Latino people are four times more likely to be hospitalized from COVID-19 than white people. And consider this. Death rates among Latinos are much higher than for white people in almost all age categories. There are a lot of reasons why the Latino population is so hard hit by this pandemic. Latinos have always historically had uneven access to critical health and other types of support. That's Dr. Efrain Talamantes. He's a primary care physician and also the chief operating officer of AltaMed, a healthcare system in Los Angeles. We also face greater economic and workplace um, risks. Uh, Latinos, by many measures, have great economic buying power. But at the same time, we take on the toughest jobs with very little protection. Uh, Many of uh, my patients are losing their health access if they were employed. A study by the Pew Research Center published in April showed that about half of Latino adults had taken a pay cut or lost a job because of the pandemic. That's compared to 33% of all U.S. adults. AltaMed, where Dr. Talamantes works, is a free clinic that accepts patients without insurance. So far, the clinic has tested 60,000 people for COVID-19. And in the communities we serve, we're seeing upwards of 20% positivity compared to to our our county, where most of it's been around 10%. There's a a recent uptick, but we know that our patients... um, are, are coming uh, back at a higher positive rate compared to others. And so as we see the headlines around uh, the disproportionate impact of COVID-19 on the Latino community, uh, we're living it, we're experiencing it. Latinos face similar problems rooted in structural inequalities that many Black Americans face. They face a lack of access to preventative health care, which exposes them to pre-existing conditions like diabetes, as well as respiratory and heart diseases. 
CDC data has shown that Latinos were 1.7 times as likely to be diagnosed with diabetes than white people, and twice as likely to visit an emergency room because of asthma. And as we know, those conditions can be deadly if you also contract the virus. Dr. Talamantes has found the guidance issued by the CDC isn't always practical for his patients. Not all of them can take as many as 10 days off work to wait for their test results to come back. And if they do test positive, they may not be able to isolate themselves. Well, early on, I, I think the story that really captured um, the housing inequities that, that we see in our patient population was a young woman who was a grocery worker came in to get tested. And as I was giving her the handout to say, you need to isolate at home, she says, well, how can I isolate at home when I have, you know, my two daughters, my my husband and, and my mom living in a one bed bedroom apartment? And to me, it was it was a reality check around, again, how we needed to improve the messaging um, because I just made her feel worse. I don't think I made her feel better. So Dr. Talamantes has been doing his best to adapt safety measures to the community that he serves. It was not just the education piece and making sure that it was culturally and linguistically appropriate for our population. Many of them are of Latino background um, and speak Spanish. You know, these communities don't have access to hotels or you know, spacious places where they can go if they get sick. And we worked really hard um, to change that, to be able to share the right messaging around this. If you don't, if you can't isolate at home, here's some measures you can take, maybe washing your hands more, maybe wearing a cover, um, staying, uh, you know, as far from from your family as possible. I think those are some ways that we try to counter sort of the, the challenge. The community includes undocumented people, who are often afraid to seek health care in case their information is disclosed to immigration authorities. In order for us to get reimbursed for the work, we have to ask them all kinds of questions and that we're going to promise that we're not going to share with anyone. And what if they're positive? They're not going to want um, anyone to contact them if they're positive because now they're afraid that we're going to send uh, the authorities to, to uh, maybe, again, deport them. For Dr. Talamantes, this is not a new dilemma. These are existing persistent problems that have only been heightened by this pandemic. The virus itself doesn't discriminate, but its consequences vary widely depending on the demographic. Because so many Latino people live in multi-generation households, Dr. Talamantes is especially worried that COVID-19 will be deadly to elderly who are crucial keepers of Latino culture. The pandemic is exploiting these uh, conditions and creating uh, the perfect storm for these communities to not only get more COVID, but to die of more COVID. And the worst thing we could do is ignore it um, because we might lose entire communities to COVID-19 that are important uh, overall um, to our culture, our economies. What is it going to look like for children who lost their parents or grandparents uh, during this COVID-19 pandemic? What's their life going to look like 10, 15, 20 years from now? Remember that wearing a mask and working from home, while they may be inconveniences, are also privileges. I encourage you to always think about our essential workers, the ones that keep our country running, the ones who often don't have a choice many of whom are exposed to the virus and may not have the same access to care. If you have questions, please record them as a voice memo. 
and email them to asksanjay at cnn.com. We might even include them on the next podcast. We'll be back Monday. Thanks for listening. Coronavirus Fact versus Fiction is a production of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is the executive producer. Felicia Patinkin is the senior producer, along with Amanda Seeley and Nadia Kanang from CNN Health. Raj Makija is the senior manager of production operations. This week's episodes were produced by Anne Lagamayo, Evan Chung, Zach St. Louis, and Zoe Saunders, with additional help from Michael Nettleman. Our associate producers are Emily Liu, Aaron Mathewson, Madeline Thompson, and Rachel Cohn. Nathan Miller is our engineer, and David Toledo is the team's production assistant. Special thanks to executive producer of CNN Health, Ben Tinker, as well as Ashley Lusk, Courtney Coop, and Daniel Cantor from CNN Audio. We all do things our own way. And since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.